welcome to another fantastic episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. This is Eric. This is Molly. And this is Corey. We are actually at E3 and in LA, and you might actually, you could hear some of the noises of LA behind us if you've got eagle ears. And, uh, I mean, this is authentic. Eagles don't have ears. That's fine. This is authentic and <laughs> Eagles historic. Eagles totally have ears. We are at the historic Mayfair. Is it an inn or a hotel? Hotel. It's a classy establishment is it what is, it is. It is nice. We uh, we recorded a bit that we deleted out a second ago where we started talking about the hotel. I don't think we need to get into it too much, but suffice it to say, we feel safe and not at all rapey here. Yeah, yeah I don't feel very confident that a rapist could leap through the uh the window of since we're on the 12th floor i unless it's superman superman's trying to rape me or rape us superman doesn't live in la idiot Uh, so so we're at e3 uh it's actually monday when we're recording this usually we record on tuesday but um we're here without aura so i guess you'll miss him if you're a fan of aura uh but we got to see a bunch of stuff today sort of right the show hasn't started Officially, not the expo anyway, but we did go to, what did we go to? We went to Sony. Microsoft. Okay, started off with Microsoft, mm-hmm. and then Ubisoft, and then Sony Conference. Correct. Sonysoft. So, sure. Um, so I guess we should just sort of go over those things. And some. what's great about having friends who like video games is that you end up at, with all these conversations, at least when you're a, a show host, when you think to yourself, oh, hey. Save that. We're going to talk about that on the show. And uh, I don't know if we're going to remember all the things that I wanted to talk about. But there's so many things when Eric is near uh, that, that it always I feel like we could have a show for a week straight. If only he would remember the things that come out of his mouth. Did anyone write any of that down? Because I remember the conversations vividly, but not any of the actual topics. I think they'll come back organically. I just need a, a one-sentence synopsis to remind me, and I can just... Jump right in. I just want to add, that's high praise. That is, is it? Yes. Oh, that you can just talk forever? <clears throat> something like that, yes. Okay. Well, well, at least and have something of value to say. It's it's good content. Well, speaking of good content, let's start from the beginning. We go to the Microsoft conference. Uh, it's much more of a line-waiting conference than uh, where they show us stuff. Because we spent probably two hours yeah. waiting for things and one hour watching them. But... Who can remember what we actually saw at the Microsoft press conference? Um, a lot of the Splinter Cell stuff. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. I can't Splinter talk. Spell. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw. We'll, we'll get to stuff. that later. Yeah, later. We'll get to that later. So, Eric, how would you summarize what we saw there? Uh, not a lot of new stuff, but the stuff that we did see wasn't really the stuff I was impressed by. wasn't Microsoft centric. But the uh, the Splinter Cell game that Molly mentioned, I actually was very excited by. Do you remember the name of it? Yes. I do. Do you want me to say what it is? Yeah, go for it. Splinter Cell. Blacklist. <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> yes, it was Splinter Cell. Uh, I was actually not that impressed with Splinter Cell Blacklist just because it, it's, it's Uncharted. And every game that Microsoft showed was either a variation of Call of Duty or of Uncharted. And that was just, I, don't I don't know. know. It was very Splinter Cell to me. It's just more uh, of the same. It was less Splinter stealth. Cell. It was more action. So the I I got into the series mostly at Conviction, which is very recent. Um, the other games, totally impressed by, uh, just didn't get into them as much. There was too much patience involved, I think. You had to be too precise with your stealth, and I like to occasionally mess up and survive. But um, what I liked about this one is that they integrated the Assassin's Creed climbing engine into it. So now you're able to move very similarly to the... You know, protagonists in the Assassin's Creed games or any of the games using that engine, uh, but you're still, you know, Sam Fisher, and you still have all his moves, and you know, I just thought that was a great addition to that to that franchise. And I want to remind you, Corey, that when they show you stuff at E3, it's it's got to be interesting, and so they probably just played up the actiony part of it. And I bet a whole lot of the game is still very stealthy. Uh, knowing what I know of Conviction and just the direction they've been moving in the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to be very, very action-heavy. There were there were several levels in Conviction that were uh, you had to be stealthy. Like, you had no choice. Others just kind of gave you a choice. And I felt that it was more in that sense and that you can uh, kind of go in, like, guns blazing and try to work your way through it. 
Or you can be smart about it and take your time and get through it without getting seen. Mm. But they actually have, like, stealth bonuses for all the levels. Well, maybe it's just the... the the videos that I've seen is people just not caring and jumping in on this. Yeah, and it's it's very very possible that that's the direction they intend to go, and maybe I'm just defending it pointlessly. But you know, it seems these days that kids like the action, so I'm surprised they haven't gone first person yet. To be honest, <laughs> they, they did mention by the way that I guess they're bringing back uh, spies versus mercs. Uh, I don't know if anybody's into that game that much. Whatever. Yeah, Apparently, was, if you are, you want that, and they're bringing it back. It so. was like something that they mentioned the fans kept asking for, so they threw it back in the game. Oh, yeah, we'll just throw it in. No problem. Give yeah. them what they want. So the only other thing I can, I can think of from the Microsoft conference is how I expected them to show a lot of Connect stuff. And basically, most of the stuff had Connect functionality, but it was all just voice which could, of course, be done without a Kinect if they wanted to. Um, very little this year, very little, was shown off that used the actual camera functionality of the Kinect. In fact, I can only remember Reketeer. There probably had, was something else. No, Is there anything was, else? That was it. And one of the things that's going to be a common theme from both press conferences is all the tech that they were pushing last year, they're, they kind of just were like, okay, well, it's here. And that was it. Like, there's no games that are coming out for Connect that are Connect exclusive. There's no Vita games that are coming out that are really Vita exclusives. So it's almost like, hey, remember all those games that we promised you last year? Well, they're not actually coming now. Well, I'm sure they're coming. They just didn't make a big deal of them at the press conference, right? Like, I'm sure there's going to be Vita games. Yeah, but when you have a community of people that are are dying for for games, I mean, everybody who owns a Vita is like, yeah, it's great for the one game that I have. Why would you not dedicate an entire E3 to, hey, look at all the, the lineup of games that are coming. Yeah, I mean, we'll, obviously we'll get to the, the Sony conference shortly, but I, I agree that the lack of, of Vita software specifically mentioned was, I felt, shocking. I, I, I was very surprised that they, they did, what they did show was cool. They showed some, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed spinoff yeah. looked awesome, the... Black Ops spinoff thing is going to be cool because the first time you'll have a, a legitimate first-person shooter in a handheld that's, they, like, console-ready, like, console uh, quality. But they didn't show anything on that. It, but it was also with Microsoft. I mean, there were no Kinect games. I mean, as Alon said, it was just voice. And then the Reketeer game that was garbage. Um, they did show, was it something with Halo, I think, where they had a couple people come in and they were doing something with it, like, playing it. And they said... That most of the games that they were showing off were enhanced with Connect, but not like exclusive Connect games. Yeah, they're better with Connect. Yeah, uh, slogan they like to slap on things. Yeah, but it just bugs me because that just means it uses voice and yeah. voice. I mean, it's all processed by the system. It's not processed by the Connect. No, I think they it's could great have done that this a long time ago with just a headset. Agreed, and I, I think it's great that they're adding that voice functionality in. But you're right; it doesn't really need Connect unless the Connect has some magic way of doing voice recognition. No, it was, it was going to. They took that yeah. out of the machine, and so now it's just a microphone that goes to the system. So, I mean, obviously, they do it so they can sell a Kinect, right? But it's lame. Like, why didn't they think of this voice functionality that was so game-changing six years ago? Yeah. So does it, does it seem, though, that the lack of, of big hitters this year is that they don't want to push too hard before a new console launch next year? Or they did they seem fo- so focused on Xbox 360 that it might be two years now? Um, oh no, it's got to be next year. But I mean, we probably said that last year. We did because um, we said the Wii U had had basically drawn a line in the sand, and no one but else has. To me, it up. seems like the Wii U is more or less catching up to the other systems, so they don't have much to go from f- for like just. Sony and Microsoft, they don't really have much more to prove. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's obvious that they're in a wait-and-see type of mode. If the Wii U just starts killing them, there'll be new consoles next year. Yeah, and if it's it very possible. Doesn't, well, if I it mean, just you know starts reinvigorating the Wii sales that they've just lost over the last year and a half, then, yeah, I mean, it's they're not going to do anything they don't have to do. Well, yeah. think about it, too. With a new system, right, usually there's something serious that you can do with this new system that you couldn't do with the previous one. Like there there tends to be this this double cycle of of systems, right? So I mark the NES as sort of the beginning of of console gaming, even though I know the Atari and Commodore and whatever was there beforehand. But NES was kind of the beginning of the resurgence. And so there was 2D gaming that was introduced and then the Super Nintendo 
and Genesis generation was like, okay, that's really, it's not the best you could do, but it's a much better used, right? And then after that came the next systems, which could do 3D stuff. So then you have 3D, but it's still pretty choppy effort, right? So then you get the second one, the PlayStation 2s, and the I guess Dreamcast was sort of in the middle there, right? But mm-hmm. Xbox, right? That's sort of the second stage of 3D, and it's done pretty darn well. And this current generation, they're adding in all sorts of new gimmicky stuff, but also the graphics, I don't know. I, I want to say it's something wholly new because it's a huge step forward, but it is kind of like third step in 3D rather than something totally new. Uh, and so if they do another generation that's just cooler graphics or something, I mean, there's nothing that a new generation of system can do that the current one can't that is going to blow our minds away. Like, it's it's not going to add physics or add some support of some feature that we haven't seen before. It's just going to look prettier and be more expensive. So there's reason to wait. So now it's like, well, are people just, are the companies waiting for a new system to come along just because the new system is going to come along? Or are we just going to see sequels for the rest of our lives? Like, is, that's what, is that what video game is being reduced to? Is that we're going to see fours and sixes and eights? Yeah, I mean, and that, that's part of the other thing that, that seems to be a common thread or uh, a common trend amongst all the, uh, the major press conferences is they like to add new tablets and things that you can connect to the existing console. So I think that's going to be more of the big push for a while. Ooh, we got to talk about that Trey Parker thing. That was Microsoft, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to leave that as a little cliffhanger, I suppose. Uh, although they could, people listening to the show, you could go watch this. It was on Xbox Live. Yeah, and if you haven't watched it, is. you should watch the conferences. It's it's unfortunately for us, it's uh, it's just like being there. Yeah. All right, so that's our break. We're gonna we're gonna do that. The break. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. All right, welcome back. Before we get back to our commentary on E3... I do need to remind everyone to go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. I haven't seen anybody from UAT here, by the way. Not at the show. No, I mean, like, representing UAT right now. I know you went there, and I did. Anyway, we did we did have a sudden meeting with someone yes. today. It was quite alarming, actually. All right, who's going to tell the story? Uh I think he's your super fan, so I'm going to let you do it. You guys, too. We can let Molly chime in on the on her parts, yeah. but let's... Uh... I think it's okay. yours to tell. So we're at... I mean, this is sort of a jump, right? Uh, we're at the Sony press conference. The part before you're in the building actually doing the conference, you're just out drinking beer and eating food from food trucks and stuff. And uh, we're just standing in our little huddle, and this kid walks up to us, which, you know, I'm so used to it. It happens all the time. All the time, but not always at a Sony conference. He's like, "Hey, you're you're a lawn, aren't you?" I was like, "Yep." He's like, "From Chatterbox." I was like, "Yes, I am." And uh, so See, that's where stuff got weird because most of the time people don't recognize you from Chatterbox. No, usually they recognize me from some cheesy movie or the Kevin Smith thing. Yeah, right. So or from being in that Ghostbusters movie. Well, no, both of them. No, not that one. <laughs> so. <laughs> So anyway, he recognized it for the actual show. Like, he was a fan of the show at Sony, and so that was cool. And then he's also a Golgatron lover. Yeah. Didn't we have a super fan before, but he kind of disappeared? He had a big beard. 
Yeah. That was Colin, wasn't it? No. Colin McGann? No. That's not him? No, I, I've never heard that name before. I don't know who you're Colin McGann? About. Back to our actual fans. <laughs> yeah, okay. This. So, all right. So, we were talking about Microsoft. Um, I guess the, the summary of the whole thing is that really it was unimpressive. We, we weren't expecting anything impressive at this year's show. So, I guess it's not, there not a surprise. There was one thing that was impressive. There was. When they demoed Dance Central 3. Uh, okay. Four, well, you're you're three. skipping. Three. No, that that was Microsoft. What am I saying? I was like, that's another conference. <laughs> it was much the same as the other conference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they all kind of blend together. But uh, we saw some video of Usher telling us that he wants to show us how to do his moves right now in person. Comes out on stage. This is not unheard of for a conference. They have celebrities come out and do their thing. But he and his his backup dancers were impeccably synchronized to the screen that was playing Dance Central, which had their songs playing and the people dancing on the screen, and it was flawlessly synchronized. I don't, it blew my mind. I don't know. How, did I just miss this? Like, I was so focused on the fact that I disliked Usher that I did not see him dancing me, around. Me like and that. Eric are, like, one mind, because I was looking at Usher, and then I was looking at the screen, and I was like, wait a minute, the screen, that's... He's supposed to be doing the dance, so it's got to be the same, but it's not. It can't be the same. And I looked, and I was like, it, to- it totally is. Like, when you watch, like, the, the attract screen for Dance Central, and people are just doing the dances without anyone playing the game, and they're doing it perfectly, right? Or if you... I guess in Dance Central, when you play the game, the avatars on the screen are always doing the dance properly. Um, you watch them, and they're doing it great. And you're in your living room totally screwing it up left and right. Or at least, maybe if you're getting the game to think you did it right, you're probably still not doing it right. Usher and like you said, his backup dancers, whatever, were all. Do- it's like they recorded him for the game, and in fact, they probably did record him. Yeah, and for if, the game, if it hadn't been live, I would have never believed it in a million years. I would have yeah. totally thought they would have had to done some post production with two screens and synced it up after the fact. But it was completely live, and there was even on the screen. I don't know if it was truly watching him play. I don't think it could have been, but. You know, it made a point to show flawless, flawless, flawless. Oh, I don't think he was actually playing the game. They had I think it was just connects. a recording. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I I mean, for all I know, maybe it was, but I seriously doubt it. I doubt it, Just too. because the, the connect, connect is too crappy yeah, to recognize it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was impressive, actually. I, I, I still am not that impressed by this. Like, I don't understand what well, you guys are so excited about. Think of it this way. It was, he was up there for, what, like five minutes or so? It was like three, four minutes. This yeah. is what you're going to remember from your E3 Microsoft conference experience? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Dance in sync with the Kinect. No, it's this such was a marvel just, that Kinect this, works. No, no, no. Kinect <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Okay. It was literally, if I told you, think of it this way. If I told you to go and run around and do some pattern thing on stage that you rehearsed, but you did it for, say, four straight minutes, then I told you to leave and then come back and do it identically again while the first video played up there... I don't know if you'd be able to but do that's, it. That's what they do. They're 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 a dance crew that that does that every show that they go to. So they probably filmed Given, it. And then, but if the first one was then made into a game, <laughs> tracked mode, and it was perfect, all it had to do was literally someone had to press play on the video at the same time that they pressed play on the song. But that alone blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Corey was a little too interested in kind of, he was kind of doing what Usher was doing, except he was trying to sync himself. He was looking at the teleprompter and he was trying to talk along with the people that were talking on stage by just reading off the teleprompter. So he was trying to sync himself he did up do to that. the people. Yeah. That, that was more entertaining to me than the Microsoft press conference. Though I was impressed with Halo 4 just because yeah. it, it Halo games get you hyped. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody nobody does a game trailer, I think, like, or even commercials, like Microsoft does for Halo. Yeah. I what think are, what about Metal War, Gear? The Metal Gear ones are pretty impressive. I, the trailers, they're good, they're cinematic, but they don't, when I see them, I'm like, eh, it's exactly the same thing. I actually and, had... You know what I think it is? I think it's the lack of direction. They're not... I think the Halo commercials and trailers... Uh, because they integrate live action into them and they're really well done, like really high quality, uh, yeah. high production value, I think uh, it just draws you in. It's just high production. Whereas the Metal Gear Solid stuff is like, oh, here comes Kojima to <laughs> do his thing. You know, it's. I just. I think I got completely jaded after two, I guess. Okay. I, I don't know if it's because I was so tired this morning when we finally got in there, but like when 
the Halo trailer was the first thing they showed. And it took me a solid couple minutes. I kept staring at the actors in the trailer, and I was like, are these people real, or has... I thought the same thing for yeah, a while. Yeah, I was like, has it just gotten yeah. so good that I can't tell now? The the Ubisoft thing we saw with the eagle, I, I oh, could yeah. not tell. Even now, I don't know. Yeah. Because some of it was CG, but what I could eagle? not tell. In the for... beginning of the Assassin's Creed trailer, oh. yeah, the eagle, eagle was... that was flying around. It looked real, and the people looked real, and then it, they weren't real sometimes, and I don't know if they were just all CG or if they were blending it. Either way, I yeah, couldn't I tell you. That just means they did a good job of producing whatever it is they produced. So, anyway, I mentioned the Trey Parker, Matt Stone thing. So, uh, Molly. Yes. This is probably your favorite part of the day. Yes. I was very excited when they walked out on stage. So, let me set, set the tone. Joe Montana is out there talking about Madden football. Which is funny. By the way, we realized John Madden, JM, Joe Montana had a game before him. What was it? Michael Jackson had a game? No, somebody else. Magic yeah. Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, who we met that was Yeah, we, we met Magic Johnson. He just happened to come into the restaurant we were in. Yeah. About like, 30 yards from his own statue. I think the statue is the cure. He can't leave the vicinity of the statue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, speaking of South Park and Magic Johnson... Um, so where was I going with this? So Joe Montana is playing this football game and they're, they're talking about the connect functionality and how he can talk to the game and whatever. And I don't believe it for a second, but we look in the teleprompter and it even says for Joe Montana, wow, hyphen, hyphen, this is great. And which Joe Montana did not actually say at a few seconds later, he said something about it being sweet. But, um, the point is like they had scripted in his emotion which I thought was really interesting. But uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone came on, nothing. Yeah, teleprompter was completely blank. Yeah, and, they went uh, to a, to like a flashing cursor. It was just literally yeah. blank. And I like how when uh, Trey Parker first walked out, he opened it with um, just parroting. He just, uh, right off the bat, started making fun of uh, Microsoft and the Xbox with, you know, we're going to take this and we're going to make it into this. Well, it's because they had talked about Microsoft Glass. Smart yeah. Glass. Smart Glass, which is like, you use your any phone, the phone you already own and the tablet you already own and you can watch a movie and you can see the info about the movie on your tablet while you're watching the movie, which is lame. Um, <laughs> and then so Parker comes out and it's like, you ever want to play a game while reading about it on your tablet, while syncing it with your phone, while putting it in your microwave all from your refrigerator? <laughs> well, we didn't do that. <laughs> And uh, you, I don't know if you guys noticed, as, as someone who's been doing radio for eight years, I notice it when people say um a lot, because I still say, so, uh, say um a lot. Trey was saying um a lot, and he did not have a teleprompter to prevent that. So that, that is the negative side effect of ad-libbing, but uh, I respect them more for doing it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I, if they would have been scripted, I it would have taken them down several notches in my book. Yeah, Just you have a lot of notches, not, by the way. That's not them. That <laughs> they are notches? not scripted. They they would have just they would have actually sold out if they're like, yeah, we're making a game for Microsoft and it's super legit. And hey, that's cool. Hyphen hyphen. Like that's like if I did one of those things, by the way, I would have teleprompted just like the key elements. Like you're going to talk about South Park, right? And then the very next thing would be two minutes of talking later. Now you're going to talk about connect right and that that's it just to keep me on track of topic still a very organic conversation though and they came out on the on the stage and they came out and they were talking about you know they opened up with the joke and then they immediately got into you know we were approached a couple years ago with the idea of making a south park game we finally got to it and then when we were in production and everything we had no idea like that's when we first sat down in 15 years of doing the show we had no idea like the relative the relativity of like anything in the neighborhood, like where's Kyle's house compared to the school? And they actually had to find out where the stuff is. Yeah, I remember Park. hearing someone mention that to me uh, a couple months ago when we were talking about the game. I guess that's something they've talked about before. That yeah, they... it was in the Game Informer article <laughs> they did. Was it? You know, okay. the best part is that Simpsons did it <laughs> before. They had a whole interview about how they never scripted out where the city, how the city laid out. But for the Simpsons game they did for EA, nice. they had to make like an actual full-on map to scale and map out the whole city. And they found out what cities were similar in size to make sure they had the right utilities. And But uh, 
Yeah, it's just funny that Simpsons did it first. You have the little (laughs) Dougie character, General Disarray, screaming Mm. Simpsons did it. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, after this break, we're going to talk about what we know about the Wii U so far. We'll be right back. Okay, so here we are again, and uh, I want to step away from the conference and into the pre-pre-conference stuff that we got to see last night. You guys remember watching this video? I say last night, but it was more like yesterday afternoon. The the Wii thing from Iwata? Yeah, like the heart-to-heart we had with Iwata yeah. via stream. Wada Wada. Did you guys, did, did the listeners, did you guys uh, see this already? I don't know. Yes, you did. Yeah. This is okay, a rhetorical question. So, um, I'm gonna answer it. What are you talking about? This is a live audience. Um, I'm so sure we could throw the microphone out if, the window. If you didn't see it, you can. You can go to Nintendo site and just watch it. It was almost half an hour of basically just Iwata talking to the camera, which was cool for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, because they didn't choose like some chumpy Mr. Caffeine style guy. Who I hear you guys talking about, but I missed the show last year, so I don't know. He is my personal hero. Okay, I so that, that guy man. we saw today was not Mr. Caffeine. No. I think it, I think it was the same guy though. No, just playing a different character. They, they said he was some uh, like internet YouTube celebrity that they yeah, picked. He's, he's obviously not. He works for for he Ubisoft. He didn't look like I couldn't see the full thing, but it didn't he looked look like, like an like actor. Him. Plus, he acted like well, an he actor. could be an actor. I was focusing on. No, this dude Let's, was just obnoxious. to say he acted like an actor is to say he acted poorly. Well, it wasn't yes. Mr. Caffeine, though, but we're getting off topic, though. Okay, anyway, so Iwata, I mean, he's real. He's he's actually, like, the president or CEO or big top dude at Nintendo, and he's sitting there telling the world about the Wii U. And so, like, I think one of the reasons is, first of all, because Nintendo's cooler than everybody else that they would do such a thing like that, but also, um, like, the Wii... It sort of ruffled some feathers of the audience when it first came out because the name was weird and it was so different and whatever. And so the Wii U is another step kind of like totally into left field. And so they want to explain it. And so he explained like really like conceptually what it's about. Like what are we trying to do with the Wii U? And you don't see Microsoft like having Bill Gates or whoever like just talk about, well, what are we trying to do with this system? We really want to bring people together, but we want to give you the sense of real... Ga- What's weird is, they didn't do a great job of it, because I don't actually know what the overall sentiment is for Wii U. Not a clue. But... Wada wada. Ba- I can tell you, essentially, whether or not he said this, uh, it's we brought the family into games by giving you the Wii, and now we're get- bringing the games back into the games. We're, we're giving the gamers something that they actually might want to play too. Um, but it was great because they actually took like the prototype Wii, uh, Wii pad controller and put it right next to the production version to show you the subtle differences that happened. Like they changed the control, um, the, the analog pads to analog sticks that are the, like the GameCube style sticks instead of... Which are way better. Yeah. So they, they had essentially what is the DS 3D pad yeah, at first, that was the, the original. Yeah, so the proto- the prototype one last year was what you might know of as the 3DS uh, analog pad, right? But yes. two of them. So what they've changed them to is um, the GameCube-style sticks, which... Or uh, what you would find on the, the nunchuck of the Wii Mote right yeah, now. Yeah, same thing, right? We, we pretty much all agree that those are better. Yeah, way better. Yeah, so... Um, that's better, and it just like we shifted this the the sticks out a little bit and the buttons in for uh, just more ergonomics. And they we... added a TV button so that you can actually like your your gamepad for your Wii U can actually serve as a universal remote yep. now. That's something I was not expecting, and I I welcome. I hope it's a universal remote for a lot more than a television, by the way. Um, but uh, they just mentioned a lot of the the things that added, which is like they don't do that usually. They just they don't mention it, and you have this new stuff. Or maybe they add, talk about the new features, but, like, they put it side to side like a diagram. Like, it's, 
like a school, right? They were teaching us what has changed. And I think that was great. It was just like we broke the story about the resolution on it last year. Like we were showing people the actual features of the thing. And like they just said, people want to know about the features of this stuff. They didn't mention the resolution, but... Yeah, I was um, say, they didn't really add, but, say a lot of features. But they they did. Like they, they talked about the NFC, the near whatever reader thing. So you can like stick little Spyro dudes on it and have it mean something. Um, and I was just really impressed in general that they had that talk and it was it's totally different than what the e3 show uh, their conference is going to be like tomorrow morning it's not e3 style conference but it was really neat of them to show off so yeah, i appreciate that that was like a direct message to the fans that like don't worry too much we're not doing this like completely crappily and and without any type of rhyme or reason yeah. but you know here's what our thought process is and, you know, we hope you like it, I guess. We also had a fun time dissecting the uh, the new Pro Controller, which uh, is the controller we, wa- we all wanted for the Wii for real games that I don't think needs to attach controller to it just to work. Um, it's essentially an Xbox 360 controller. In fact, it is absolutely an Xbox 360 controller, although the the four face buttons and the analog stick are swapped. So you have an analog stick in the top left, and in the top right, instead of one in the top left and one on the lower left of the right side. Right. It basically emulates the, the Wii U screen controller, just minus the screen. Yeah. But in a form factor that looks like an Xbox 360 controller, was also very reminiscent of the... Uh, the the 995 joysticks you used to pick up at GameStop for your computer? No, 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 no. That's no, what no. I think it looks like. No, no the one for the Wii that's their pro one. Yeah, their pro classic controller, whatever it's called. Yeah. It, it looks like that, but it looks like it looks like a Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a little bit but more So we were, de- we were debating the, the placement of that. You said, Eric, that you preferred the Xbox style where the right analog stick is in the lower left portion of the right side of the controller. Yeah, and you know, you had a good a good argument for that that, you know, if you're using dual sticks, use dual sticks and you have trigger buttons for doing the rest. And I, I don't disagree with that, but I guess I've just become very accustomed to left hand moves, right hand action. You know, and that's it, the face buttons do the actions and the triggers and all that. And I that seems to be very right hand centric. And then the left hand just moves, and then the only right stick is usually used for camera. And- yeah, I think that's just because it's what you're used to, but it's actually probably not what what happens usually. Yeah, no, I think like- that's I, I think you're right. Once you said it that way, you know, I think it's just a, a familiarity and preference. But yeah. so to to clarify that argument, I was saying like basically in a first person shooter, you're using two analog sticks, right? And oftentimes you switch and use buttons, but you shouldn't, to be honest. Like if you're playing Halo and you aren't using green thumb, you're you're doing it wrong. Um, that's where you can melee by clicking in the stick um, rather than pulling your hand off and, and hitting the A button or whatever. Uh, so basically it's use either the two analog sticks or use the D-pad and the face buttons, and you're usually not going to be mixing the two. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if that's really true, but it feels like it is, and that's, I think, the take that Nintendo took on it. So anyway, I was happy to see that. So tomorrow we get to see actual stuff for the Wii U other than just the little bit that we saw. Uh, basically, at Ubisoft was... Ubisoft, yeah, had uh, we had Flo Rida and we had Aisha Tyler, which I thought was uh, pretty entertaining. I, that has I nothing, nothing yeah. to do with the Wii U. Leave no, it. no, no, I know. but they <laughs> uh, Leave it to Molly to switch over to the celebrities. I do like the celebrities, but bringing it back to the Wii U, they did um, at least say that Ubisoft is having that that one really amazing Rayman game. I can't remember what its name was exactly. Rayman Legends. 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 But it, when they got the several people, I think it was three or it, it was five. three people. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they had three plus but the main. But you can play with four up plus the the yeah. Wii Pad. Right. But so they, the the Wii Pad basically serves as an environmental character that can, you know, free open paths and uh, shortcuts and stuff, and the other characters just play. Um, and what it reminded me of is when the Wii was first announced, they said, oh, well, we figured out the perfect way to play two-player Mario and that one person aims the remote at the screen and clicks and points and sh- shoots stars at things. That was and the other person is Mario. Which I is don't not remember the them perfect... ever saying that was perfect. Uh, I specifically remember him saying we yeah. found the perfect way to integrate a two-player. Are you kidding me? I... Go back and watch it. I think he's right. I'll see if I can find oh the video. Oh my god! It was that moment that I gave up on. It the was it was a major eye roll um, because New Super Mario Brothers Wii had multiplayer Mario, and it was 
a little more fulfilling, I think. Yeah, that was a lot more perfect. <laughs> Maybe they meant perfect in the sense that it was a 3D Mario with that you couldn't really have two players, but either way, it was it reminded me of that though. You have one person playing in a way that no one else is playing, but it's still important. And then everyone else is just kind of following that lead. Yeah. By the way, I could come up with a way to make a Mario that required two people. I mean, the problem is it would require two people. But imagine one person, like, generating the environment that Mario needs to jump on. And he has a limited number of things that can generate the environment. I'm making a game right now. It's in my brain. We'll talk about it when the show's over. <laughs> that sounds very right? hard to do. It does, but also awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does sound pretty awesome. So you basically so, would be painting the Mario level as someone. I don't know about painting, it. and I don't even know the interface. But like, let's say you have, you know, if you need to run across a bridge, right? You get like three blocks that you can use, and he runs fast enough such that like you have to be ready to drop one you in order to move the next one. I believe the co-op in Epic Mickey too. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Well, I haven't played that's, that. I think that's why the paint thing came to mind is because oh. I think they're doing that. I wasn't thinking painting. I was just like grabbing objects and, no, I know. and moving I them. trying to just point out that I think it's – well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see but, tomorrow. But the Rayman Legends, it's – It looked amazing. First of all, i got to clarify. A couple weeks ago we were talking, talking about this. I think because you posted it on Facebook and I talked about it on the show without you knowing. Um, and yeah, I talked yeah. about how stupid it was because it was just Rayman Origins with some new stuff. But it's not. It's actually a totally new game. That's, I mean, it's it's the gameplay and stuff is the same as Origins, but it's a new Rayman game. They'll probably add some new like little control gimmicks and stuff. But yeah, it's to me, it's it is just a, it's a sequel. It's not a leap forward by any means. Yeah. but it's a full sequel. But it's not just all the same levels, right. which is what I said it was. So it's not. Um, but they added some stuff that's that's Wii U specific with the character that helps out and stuff and. It was really neat. And then there was this one level that people moved really fast in, uh, the one that Aisha said she couldn't quite follow. Yeah. It was basically like a music rhythm game for the person with the Wii pad and a normal action platformer for the other guys. And there were like three or four of them running around, and it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, And I don't even know if he had to do it with the music, but that game is very musical. Mm -hmm. And so maybe he just did it on purpose to sound like he needed to do it with the music. Um, Some some of the speed runs and some of the challenge levels, uh, if you run and jump to the music you can almost do them with your eyes closed even though they're incredibly challenging but they built it that way so that the rhythm of the game makes you better if you follow it and if you don't follow it then you're stopping and rearranging your jumps and well i have not done that myself (laughs) but anyway it looks really cool and it doesn't look totally boring to be the wii pad player um it looks a little i can't tell if it's kind of it feels almost like cheating doing it because you could just Put your finger and move your character wherever you want instantly all over the screen and, like, grab those little things you're supposed to grab in the game um, anytime very easily. So it, it's a little bit cheating to me. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell sometimes if they if they want the Wii, the controller to be, uh, like, it, that people want to play it or that they don't want to play it. Like, it's a disadvantage to have it. Yeah, I can't figure out what would be better. Uh, if, if you're playing with two people anyway. Maybe it depends on the game. Yeah. All right. We'll have more to talk about. We'll be right back. are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives where else in the valley on campus or online can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security artificial life programming and game studies as well as technology management Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology. UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, so we're back. This is the last segment. We've only got about 12 minutes left. 
Uh, before we go into that, remind everyone again to get onto their computers or their little cell phones or whatever and go to uat.edu, read about the University of Advancing Technology and the programs they have to offer, get you into the schools to make the games. Now, uh, I just want to point out that that site works with the phone that you already own or the <laughs> tablet that you already own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't a- need to buy a special tablet to go no. to the UAT website. Um, you might be able to use Internet Explorer on your Xbox. Oh, we didn't talk about that uh, for good reason. Uh, yeah. I just realized what you were talking about with the whole virtual window screen because I'm playing Peggle and I kind of wanted to tilt the thing to get the ball to go the other way. Now, see? If that's that's that, even actually, different. That's gyroscope. That, well, whatever. I want it. Okay. So um, there's something I want to talk about that's not so E3 related, but uh, we're going to get that in, get to that in a minute just to, to wrap up E3 stuff. A um, couple things that we're excited about. We'll just, we'll just rattle them off. Molly, you're first. Okay. I'm probably going to steal it from Corey, but um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a massive fan of Uncharted, and so Naughty Dog is coming out with their new game, The Last of Us, and they showed uh, some pretty awesome gameplay footage at the end of the Sony conference this evening. And um, it's basically just Uncharted. It's basically but with Uncharted, a totally different but like the adult version of Uncharted. I had no idea that this game was going to be rated mature. Um, I, I really did. Didn't. You know this game was coming out? I'd never heard of it. I, I knew it was coming out. I had only seen a little bit of stuff related to it. Um, but uh, Corey's hand gesturing. No, I'm talking to a AAA <laughs> game. But. Yeah, it's a triple A. But um, so basically, I was blown away by the footage that they showed tonight. Would you um, say you it blew your mind? It did blow my mind. <laughs> For anyone did. who sees the reference, it blows your mind. It's it because was, there's bullets that go through brains in the trailer. Yeah, it was and very FYI. from Tretton. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed that they they took essentially the Uncharted engine. It's it's Uncharted, but they modified it. Like you have um, someone working alongside you that I I think entirely runs off of AI. I don't know if maybe you're going to be able to in the future like. Designated. I'm going to answer that level. right now. You won't be able to. Yeah, probably not. No co-op. Um. um no. Because it's a new franchise. Yeah. New franchise. You never get co-op. Yeah. Always it's single the player. Last of Us. They can't have The Last of Us too. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> it's not. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, the other thing. Uh, and just the last thing. I like that. Um, they're kind of bringing the health bar back. I noticed that when he was playing through it, because with Uncharted, you don't really have a health bar. It's more like. Um, and there's an inventory system in this too. Like the guy took his backpack off and he made a Molotov cocktail and he there's threw it. There's subtle differences. What like, other game are you actually the inventory system? <laughs> I, no, 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 I was, really liked the inventory system. Yeah, yeah so. that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like that's what I'm really, really excited for is just this game. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So I'm excited for The Last of Us. This is Corey again because um, our voices are very. You can't tell them apart. You and Molly do sound alike. Yeah, very much, yeah. Uh, the only other game that I, I can really even think of off the top of my head is the Persona fighting game, just because I'm a massive Persona fan, and if, again, you could somehow combine a dating sim into a fighting game, into a dungeon crawler, and add looting, like, from Diablo, then I, I'm not leaving my house anymore. Any game you can go inside of a pizza, I'm... That is Disgaea. That is actually... There you go. Okay, if you could add that aspect (laughs) into this crazy fighting game... No, no, see, this is the first game. You never do it in the first game. It's always (laughs) the second game that you add the pizza going into. It's the Corey Dream game part two? Yes. Pizza Invasion. Of Us part two? That's Uh, all I really got. Okay, Eric. Uh, I think I'm I'm pretty... As a Vita owner, I'm starved for games. I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited, actually, about the... uh, the Assassin's Creed spinoff they're doing, it's got a female lead. She's seemingly Native American in nature because she's got uh, very basic weapons and she's very... Uh, Basically because like, she's agile and she's in North America. She's kind of animalistic It'll in a sense. Like she, third she, game for the Vita is why you're excited. She's, she's super murderous, which <laughs> makes me think that she must be Native American. Well, no, what I got from it was when it popped up in the in the corner and it, it gave, like, this is the time and date setting. It said Louisiana in the 1700s. She looks African-American to me. So French. I thought, and the, the title of the game is Liberation. So I figured she was a slave and she was probably getting back at the plantation owners. And that didn't That didn't happen in revolutionary times. It could have. She could have just yeah. been really. This is actually off. based on history. Yeah. <laughs> not not could have. We're history. not we're not going to edit that out. You're stuck. No, with it, I'm Eric. just saying. Like, oh, she I have nothing to apologize. Okay. For. <laughs> she could have been a really were, pissed off person were, and trying to get back at the plantation owners just at the. Or time. she could be a Native American who's pissed off at these new guys that showed up in her continent. That too. Giving blankets. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I'm excited about that. And, you know, if there's uh, something else, I mean, I, I'm excited for some of the other stuff I talked about, the Splinter Cell or whatever. Uh, they did show that one game, uh, Watch Dogs, at the Ubisoft event that I never heard of. And basically, in a nutshell, it's the the entire city is, is connected through this central hub. So all utilities and everything's connected through it. And you can control those things personally to benefit you in your goals i don't sure not yeah. sure what this guy's the premise it are. takes is back in the day all of our utilities were separated you know the street lights and the power and the water but now everything's different one person can control everything and what would happen if the wrong person got control and you're that person and you can screw with stuff you're probably on the good side than, rather than the bad side but i don't know it's, you don't really know i'm sure based I'm on sure. the bad side but, I mean, they, they do things like uh, scramble cell coverage and everyone gets freaked out by their cell coverage being down and you can sneak around and you can cut lights and cut water and cut, you know, yeah. tra- traffic lights to cause accidents. We you may be speculating a bit here. But no, they showed it. Did they cutting the water? Well, they showed the power. Yes, they showed Sorry. the power. Everything the is connected, Alon. we got to assume you okay. can cut the water. Anyway, yeah. The water is in the second one because wa- no one can swim <laughs> in the My first thoughts game. on that are, this was Ubisoft, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Ubisoft makes Splinter Cell, which is being stealthy, walking around as a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make this Watch Dogs thing, which is you being stealthy, walking around as a human being. They make Assassin's Creed, which is you being stealthy, walking around as a human being. Right? All of their games look the friggin' same to me. You're walking around with a bunch of people around, doing some sneaky stuff, probably killing some people every once in a while. And it, it's the same goddamn thing. Well, they also did Far Cry, where you're on an island shooting things and sneaking around. You're sneaking around a little bit. <laughs> uh, Rayman, you're not really sneaking around. You Rayman is the one game, game they have that looks different. Can you imagine? Except though, maybe Just Dance. The next Rayman game you will be around, you walking around, <laughs> sneaking around, killing things. Yeah, I just wanted to make that point that all of the Ubisoft games they just they they melt together in my mind. They're I, all the I same game. Completely agree with you, and I usually hate when that happens. But I kudos to Ubisoft for putting out some quality stuff. I don't, I, they had an I impressive show. I have yet to agree. They make things that look good. I still don't feel that they make things that play well, but yeah. but maybe. here's. I've always said I really enjoyed Splinter Cell, but the fact that it broke so much made me hate it because I couldn't actually play it. But this is going back to like the second or third game in the series, and yeah. now there's like 20 of them. I, I so. like the last one. I like Assassin's Creed. So far, they've been raising their quality in my mind as of late. Well, good for them. Yeah. So is THQ though, and they just closed a bunch of offices today. So yeah. Aww. Well, one, one more. As long as I get Darksiders two. Okay. Really so, it. so I said I wanted to go away from E three for a second, or for the rest of this segment, which we're now more than halfway through. Um, we were talking about the Wii U, and I've been talking about how excited I am for the Wii Wii U. How great it's going to be because it's all super one to one and does some crazy new stuff, and that's super awesome. And the fact that it will probably, I hope, control more than just my television. Um, so it's going to be great. But you, Eric, were talking about reading about a kid who said something. So tell me what he said. So this kid was posting in response to some news about the Wii U that he has only grown up with one console. He got the Wii, was his first console. He was a younger kid, preteen. He has only had that console for the duration of the time that the Wii has been out. And now he's a teenager, and his thoughts are that Nintendo is his least favorite uh, publishing company or whatever, game company, because it bas- they basically abandoned him as a dedicated Wii owner. He you know, could not get excited for new games coming out like you know the people on this podcast could at growing up as children uh you know there the good releases were so few and far between that he was reduced to trying to pick which shovelware he had to get if he wanted to play new games and it didn't mention anything about virtual console that was one thing we were curious about but being that he didn't grow up in that time it's hard to tell if if kids these days would really be interested in going back and playing old games well they he had, probably didn't play virtual console games since clearly his parents are not gamers or they wouldn't have stuck him in that horrible situation yeah. so he didn't have anyone to tell him to go get those games that's right. my expectation anyway yeah i mean so unless he just kind of instinctively found them and played a few demos and was hooked and had access to buy them himself, you know, it probably didn't happen. So, you know, in talking about the Wii U, he was hoping for a, a, a 
an evolution basically in his life of uh, as a gamer to move to something more adult and he you know speaks that he's completely underwhelmed and that you know it completely changes how he thinks about Sony and Microsoft and those are much more for the uh, young adults through adults which is he's now in, entering that phase in his life and it just really kind of put how that's just that's got to be a common thing that's occurring you know the Wii U has to be in response to the fact that the Wii generation is as old as the Wii you know I mean they've been playing most likely for as long as the Wii's been out and you know does the Wii U bridge that gap does it take them into an area that the Xbox 360 or PS3 would but while maintaining that you know fun that they're trying to give to kids even though that's kind of hard to do with one or two releases a year at max yeah he's just stuck in a very unfortunate situation right he was stuck playing playing this stuff and setting the bar for him and uh now he doesn't realize that there's good stuff out there now i'm i'm old and jaded gamer where stuff that could potentially be good i do not find interest in because i've played it so many times over over the course of the last 20 years but he could be introduced to all sorts of new fun stuff and he now thinks of Ninja Bread Man as his basis of comparison, oh. right? Right. That's uh, that's what a video game is because he's stuck with, like you said, all this shovelware. Yeah. And I feel so bad for this kid because he just doesn't know. And apparently he really wants to. He wants to care and wants to like video games. There, there was a lot of discussion on there with other people basically ridiculing him, unfortunately, because like it was his choice. You know, telling him he should grow up and buy a big boy system and all that stuff. I think the kid's got to be like 13, 14. But one of the things that kind of it, it made me feel for the kid is that he saw Rayman on the Wii and he said, you know, he thought to himself, this is far and away the best game I've played on the Wii graphically and it's smooth and it's fast and it's fun and I can play with multiple people then found out that it's the crappiest version of that game that you can play. It's the <laughs> poorest port. It's got bad loading times. It's missing levels. The multiplayer is limited to the, the four main characters. None of the extra characters are available. It's completely stripped down. And that's the best game he's played, is the stripped-down version of a game that would be much better if he played it anywhere else, including the Vita. Did, did Was there ever an outcome? This is, this is just a comment in some this, forum you saw? Yeah, the, no, it was on a uh, uh, blog, you know, Game News blog, and it was just, you know, they were talking about hype for the Wii U, and this kid just came out and said, look, and it was a very long article, or it was some basically an article, but he wrote this comment. He said, look, as a kid who's only had a Wii his whole life, you know, here's how I feel about Nintendo. And it went on to talk about how, he has no faith in them as a company who says they want to be fun, but they don't give you fun. And they pander to these publishers that, you know, just want to put out whatever you know, crap it, they can. It's weird. There used to be a Nintendo seal of quality, right? And there still yeah. technically is. And it's it's the equivalent to, you know, Microsoft's certification process and everybody's certification process for their games. But all it does is make sure it passes certain tests, Right. And and Microsoft or Nintendo back in the day, their their seal of quality meant something. Like there was even a restriction that a company could only release X number of games per year on the Nintendo Entertainment System. After that, you just you wouldn't be allowed. And they they knew because if you release so many games, you'd be releasing crap. So like Konami actually created a second label so that they could produce more games. Um, <laughs> and like that's why I think Metal Gear wasn't. It wasn't put out by Konami, right? The original Metal Gear? It was put out by Ultra. Yeah. Ultra Games. Which was the second brand of Konami. Same with their Ninja Turtles games. They put out so many Ninja Turtles games. They put out two in one year. Did they? Ninja Turtles 2 and 3 came out in the same year. They were nice. both under Ultra. So, I mean, Nintendo had a seal of quality that actually meant something. And I don't know what all the rules were. I was too young to know all the details, right? And I never looked them up. But, like, it, it meant something. Their games... There were plenty of crappy games for Nintendo, mm -hmm. but... At least you knew someone was sort of looking out for you. And now it's like they completely abandoned that. And I don't think they've ever been asked to answer to that. No one has ever said to them, like, what's up with the Wii and all of the junk that's coming out for it? They've just sort of let free reign, like iOS apps that you pay a dollar for, except you're paying 20 or $25 for these games from Sam's Club. And they're junk. So I really feel bad for this kid. And I feel bad for Nintendo for shooting themselves in the foot with kids like this. They could have done a better job, but I, 
I get it. Like, if I were him, I'd be exactly the same way. I would say, screw Nintendo. Yeah, well, his his rant ended with, I will never buy another Nintendo product for the, the, as long as I live. And that may not, he may not stick to that, because Nintendo does have quality offerings. But it's basically, he, he described it like he's been in a prison, and now he's out. Because he's a little bit older and he can go get a part-time job and get a two hundred dollars Xbox and or whatever. So, so my follow-up question is this: You are getting married soon and considering having children of your own. I'm sure you will have them playing video games. Do you have any plan for how you will introduce them to games, like, like an outline of their video gaming life, or are you just going to let them play whatever it is you're playing, you know, that day? I, I've only put a little bit seriously. Far. Yeah, you haven't I, been thinking about this for ten years. No, and it's mainly because a good friend of mine has just recently had new babies, and he's a big, you know, game fan. And the way he's doing it, I'm just learning from his mistakes, and he's doing it <laughs> ab- absurdly incorrectly by anyone's judgment. But, uh, but that aside, you know, I it I wouldn't I, I haven't thought about it too much just because you know, like I said, we got the wedding thing going on. Life continues to move on. Once I'm sure I'll have to sit down and just have a real good think about. You will have this. a five-hour drive from LA to Phoenix. Great, because that's now my, what I'm going to be thinking about. I, I've I've been on the fence about whether to do you know bring them up eight bit and then let them graduate and see, but there's some great stuff on the Wii that kids fiddle around with and love, and I don't know if that's better for them hand-eye coordination-wise. All I know is I turned out awesome playing 8-bit games to start my master from the master system where i started the first system i owned up until today you know i all my i think decisions and opinions and everything were based on what i started out with i feel like you need to start on 8-bit and then you can have like graduation ceremonies well we all even print out like papers we'll get them diplomas and you can move up through the ranks like he's got to beat these games i hope to have a very nerdy child i i feel that too if you do start your kid out like you know as far back as possible with gaming you also need to kind of limit all of their other technology experiences like they can't you have to have a tube tv for them like tiny oh yeah black and white maybe black like, and white yeah, yeah. it's got to be like they can't ever know what a cell phone is until like they get to that point in their life yeah that's a good point i started out playing nes games on black and white tvs and let me just tell you gem colors when they're in black and white it's very it's all shades of gray I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm letting you know I'm creating curriculum for your child your unborn child hey, when I, after this when we, I, we when can I was generate in, this curriculum on the, yeah. and post it for people like you yeah. have to introduce them to these five NES games and they have, and to, they have beat to beat these games yeah. I would say beat at least one or two of them prior to being even introduced to a this Super Nintendo happened. game I, I, have, I have a brief, a brief tangent when I was in college uh, I registered GamerU.com for this exact reason and I sold it to a company in Japan who wanted it for Gamaru, <laughs> and they bought it for me for a hundred dollars. <laughs> the domain, and because yeah, and I just never went back to it because every time I told someone about it, they laughed and said, "You're an idiot. No one's going to go to summer camp to be a better gamer." Well, I don't expect like, to go to summer camp. Which no, is but like, I mean that's what they just immediately assumed. I, I, all we I could build a whole website where they could tell just how they did and they could get a score, their own meta game, right? Well, I played these games and I got it's like an achievement, right? But yes. it, it's not official. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know. Actually, in an ecosystem of gaming, but they we just go to the website the and Windows say, phone. "Well, my my kid, <laughs> my kid there. did beat Super Mario Brothers, or he got to World Seven, or it could be like he Twin Galaxies World for Negative kids. One. Oh my god, this it could be happening. Twin Galaxies for kids. Oh my god! So it have why are we giving this idea away on the edit radio? We got to edit this. Edit Copyrighted. <sighs> Our super fan's gonna find it. He's gonna do it. Right? <laughs> oh, shout out to Carrie Woodrow, by the way. Yeah. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> Yeah, way to bust that book, dude. Game deals, uh, video game. Oh, we we should have had him autograph it, and then we could have all autographed it and then just given it away to But someone. we would have given it to him. Yeah. <laughs> autograph this book. Been... Now keep it. He doesn't want an autograph from you, Molly. He wants a spit sample. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, just to kind of throw back to that. When he did approach us, uh, and he's he came up to Alon, and he was like, Alon, right? And he's like, yeah, I wasn't sure until I saw Molly, and then that kind of verified it, so uh, I knew to approach you. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of, like, I, I'm flattered, but it's also like someone out there knows who I am. There's there's a right way and a wrong way to bridge internet knowing somebody and he was reality fine. knowing oh, somebody. Oh, no, he was fine. I don't he want did, you to he, make this kid and he feel did, No, I'm saying he did a very good job. Yeah, yeah. But 
when he said the only reason I knew knew you a lot is because I saw Molly first. <laughs> it, it did give me chill. <laughs> <laughs> like I could learn from this boy. Uh, yeah, mostly, mostly. <laughs> no, he was okay. a very nice guy, yeah. and uh, it, it was a pleasure to meet him. And it's always afternoon. awesome to meet fans, of course. And he's yes. from Canada, which and he is, knew we have fans. We have a lot of fans in Canada. It's weird. Yeah, if go we, Vancouver. You guys are cool. If anybody listens to this and sees us at E3, we have Golgatron plushy things, and if you just tell us I want one, we could totally get you one. We need to find him and give him one. Right? Yeah. yeah right. We're we on should. the lookout, Carrie. We're going to find you, and we're going to exactly. get you a well, gold you could text him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could text him. I forgot oh, yeah. we had his number. Anyway, <laughs> so, so let's get away from Carrie. Uh, I think this whole kid growing up thing, you need to have some good thought into it, letting him watch you play games or playing those games. But, like, one thing we've talked about on this show several times is uh, usually with respect to, to girls – um, just because they don't play games as much as boys generally, at least the people we hang out with, mm-hmm. like they don't know how to use tw- twin sticks for 3D right. anything ever. They're they all friggin' horrible. They can't do a dragon punch. To no, save their they've lives. never. Uh, <laughs> that they've never too. beat Link to the Past. That's usually. I have beat Link to the Past. We were talking about you. That's 2D. <laughs> but, but yeah, real girls can't oh. use uh, twin sticks to navigate a 3D universe. They're they just haven't developed that skill set. Right? I'm sure they didn't go M- from D-pad to analog to dual analog. They're probably MLG girls. It's that because they don't pee standing up. Well, I'll solve this mystery. Yeah. What, what did you say about the last? Because they don't pee standing up. Because they don't solve this mystery. It's because they don't aim while they pee. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, so, girls are bad at FPSs. Anyway, because they can't aim while. I, they I have to finish this because guys walk around with sniper rifles and girls walk around with shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so it, when we grew up, you know, we had this. Evolution evolution just through happenstance of technology and so you need to bring your kid into it and it doesn't have to be 20 years like we did but um little by little give them the d-pad let them get used to it for at least six months or something play the mario and the clue clue land and the kid nicky and the rc pro-am and whatever uh metroid metroid's full of secrets that he's never going to find in new games i called my grandma when i beat mario 3 did you yes that was my first achievement in life Mario 3 was pretty awesome. I was really right. young, too. It, let's see if he's ever going to figure out that he can go through a white mushroom by just ducking for a really long time, right? Yeah. He's never going to, and he's not going to have friends playing it. We're but assuming cool. it's going to be a boy. Oh, it well, matter. of course. If it's a girl, they're not going to play video games. Isn't no. that the rule? Yeah. No. I, I need an error. I can't yeah. Just... <laughs> so, anyway, I just I want you to they put some thought into that. They can always call 206-885-7529, which was the Nintendo hotline back in the day. <laughs> Good lord. And I had to call that for, for punch out once. Oh my gosh. And the reason for punch out once? The reason or? I memorized is we didn't have redial. Man, and so. there's going to be skill. Like, punch out has skills. Like, pattern recognition bold. and evasion and, like, the whole parry concept. Speaking of this, I, I don't want to go too off topic. Have you guys ever play, heard of Retro Game Master? Yeah. That's the most amazing show in the world. He couldn't beat punch out. Just going to put that out there. I don't think I've ever beat Punch Out. Are you kidding me? No, I've never. That was, that was a well, no, no, no. passage to go into like four. I've grade. never beat Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, I have I've gotten to Mike Tyson, out. which means I beat Punch Out, which I never played because I only played Mike Tyson. No, because you would have you would have fought Mr. Dream. He's very similar. He just doesn't oh, did look they just re- replace the palette he's, he's, or something? Yeah, he's a sprite swap. Oh, he's, he's actually still, harder to see because he's he, he's white. Yeah, God, those uppercuts. But yeah, no, I... I Does it I, mean to say that Eric looks like King Hippo right now? Oh. <laughs> well, you look like Don Flamenco. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think we're nearing the, the end of the program. Indeed. And, uh, you know, that was fun. Again, I, if we ever find out who the kid is, we should invite him on the show, like, in five years and ask him if he's played Nintendo games since then. Yeah. Cause I can go find the article. Yeah. The article slash blog comment. I can go find well, the, the kid. article he Give commented on. Do you remember where it was from? Yeah. Where was it from? Kotaku. It was on Kotaku. Jeez. I always read the comments. He's on the I wrong remember. internet. He's a kid. He doesn't know where he's going. Yeah. Playing the Wii for God's sake. Yeah. What do you expect? That is that is rough for him. But at least he has new Super Mario Brothers. One new Super Mario Wii. Except I bet you he has no friends if he only plays Wii games. And he never learned how to <laughs> Yeah, and he never learned how to play New Super Mario Brothers Wii because he never played Mario Brothers. Or right. Super Mario Brothers. He only played three D versions like Galaxy and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for sticking around through this extra long E3 version of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. Uh, don't forget to go to chatterboxgameshow.com to find the email address for myself and the missing aura. Feel free to email us. Uh, we also have that uh, 
that phone number that you can call and leave us a message. Someone's done that, by the way, and we will talk about that next week, I believe. And if I remember the phone number, I would give it to you. I think, I think it's 4804 game something. Four game twenty one. Just call that number. Four eight zero four game twenty one. I think if that if that's Aura asking you to leave a message, that's totally the right number. Four eight zero four game twenty one. Anyway, end of the show. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Molly, and thank you, me. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.